uh, Romans 7 and 8. Uh, we hope that you took uh, last Tuesday and this past week to um, to get into those scriptures. We're going to talk about them tonight. Uh, just to, uh, Tammy, you might be muted because <laughs> I never can heard you. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear can you, you hear now. Okay. Yeah, I can I, hear you. <laughs> I, okay, cool. I was muted. I, I thought I unmuted it, but we're all good. I got your text, so we're all good. Yeah, I, I I I was trying to talk to you before before the show started, before the before the music started playing, and when you didn't respond, I said maybe she's busy or she's either, or she might she may have muted herself. I did, and I was kind of just still, you know, doing my little final tidbits running around here, and but all is good. I am ready tonight. I'm not uh, well. I won't say I'm not tired, but I'm not the kind of tired I was last week for sure. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. So, how's everything going there? Um, everything is good. Everything is good. Uh, Tamari is good. Um, Nadia is good. She had her four month uh, checkup yesterday, and everything is is normal and and well. So, uh, as parents, can't ask for more than that. Um, but everything is good. Uh, school was kind of busy this afternoon. Uh, kids decided that, you know, they wanted to turn it up a notch, <laughs> I guess, because, you know, they don't, uh, or, or we don't, I, I won't say, you know, they're not active all the time, but uh, today they were they were a little extra active. So we had a few kids that, uh, that had to spend the afternoon in the principal's office, but nevertheless, it was still a good day. Um, just a busy one. How about you? Same here. Everything's everything's going good. We had some beautiful, beautiful weather here today, um, which is you know a change, a good change. It's always good. I, th- I think the weather has has a lot to do with how we feel and move about and get around. So it was it was truly a beautiful, beautiful day here. Um, and I, I almost hate to say this, but at the same time, I I, I hear that we have some possible sleet and snow coming. Um, towards the weekend, early part of the week, so um, mm. I just think it's a good, good, good indication to to just enjoy it even the more now that we have. But things are good. My little one um, had her little checkup today, and everything went well. And I had her here last night. It was just a she's getting in that stage where she is responding and laughing and it's just looking at you kind of like what you know it's it's trying to read the look so I'm truly truly enjoying every minute that I get to spend with her um last night as I had her and I thought how thankful I am that I am so much wiser than I was at 21 being a mom and I'm so Mm -hmm. grateful I was just just in my in my zone, just had her in my arms and praying over over her, and and it's and it's different. It's a different kind of prayer, and it's different because again, because I I won't say with age, but with growth in in the in the spirit and in God, we grow. And and although we we are not perfect in any way, but we get to a point where we know 
Well, that's how I felt last night. Like, God, I, I, I'm so thankful for what I know now, that I know out of all the things that I can do, I can't pray enough for, for, for this life, her life. And the things I was praying for were not things like cars and houses and things like that. It was wisdom and discernment and God's favor and mercy and grace, those things. And so I was just really, really thankful that I am to that point. And, and, and looking back, you know, there was praying, but it's just different when you get to a point where you, you just know God. You know God. And, and you know what he's doing and has done in your life. So I was really grateful that this little life um, allowed me to see how far I've come and how far I still want to go in growing. Um, because I pray one day I get to say the same prayers over my grand, great grands, you know. So it's just it was an awesome, awesome time. So um, the new job is still a learning experience and. It's so funny because it's continually um, helping me learn about me more. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's, things things are good. Things are good. I I must say. So, I really enjoyed um, Rodney. I took out the the big Bible. Rodney, you guys suggested I get a Bible in my little. I don't know what I call myself. I got this huge date. Um, Bible. It looks like it's for a museum or something. <laughs> and I didn't mean it get this big, but it looks like it should be in a museum or something. So I have truly enjoyed seven and eight. I really have my my regular Bible looks like I've just it looks torn apart. Actually, it is torn apart, you guys. If you saw it, you'd probably be like, please get you another Bible. But the back and all the sides are coming off, and I continuously try to put it back together. So I was like, let me get this other Bible out and at least, you know, use it some. So I'm sitting here with both of them out. But I have truly, truly enjoyed 7 and 8. It's something, um, I don't know, it just speaks to me about freedom, like freedom with through Christ, in Christ, with Christ, and kind of just, it reiterates the power of letting go and letting God to me. Like, set yourself free. Um, I even went so far as watched a few, I guess you would call them studies, um, on YouTube. And, and one thing just continually stuck out to me is these guys, I guess they do Bible studies together. And he was talking, they were talking about, they said if a machine continuously puts out bad stuff, then the machine is broken. Something inside of it is broken. You need to get another one or fix it or check it. So it made me think about, and it was talking about actually Romans 7 and 8, or 7 at that particular time. Um, and and I think a lot of times we get caught in what's coming out of the machine, and that's what we focus on rather than focusing on or trying to figure out what's 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 in you that is keeping you like Paul says in Romans those things that I don't want to do I do and what I want to do I don't do and so that blessed me so like what's in my machine um that what piece is missing uh what have I allowed what have I allowed to steal or to take that piece or whom have I allowed 
So I have really, really enjoyed my quiet time in 7 and 8, Rodney, and I'm so looking forward to tonight. So I hope everybody got a chance to at least read one of the chapters or some part of it. If you didn't, take your quiet time tonight after the show and ponder on some of the things that you hear and share. Share with us um, if you did read it or if, or whatever. Just share your thoughts about this. We we. We want to hear from you guys as well because we're all in this together, believe it or not. We are really all in this together because the fight is real. The battle, the challenge is real. So, Rodney, how did it work for you this week? Did you get to dive in? Uh, yes, I read I read both 7 and 8. Um, and 8 more so than 7. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll talk more about it when we get to it, but um, eight more than seven, I I don't know if, if I was able, I don't know if relate is, is is the best word, but I saw so many familiar things in eight, and I was like, oh, okay, so that's where that is. Or, um, but I felt like eight uh, was very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like it, it was uh, a clarifying chapter for, um, you know, people who might have questions about um, various things that uh, may or may not um, wonder if you're on the right path or, um, you know, trying to figure out where you are in your life and um, are you going in the right direction? Um, Like I I just saw a lot of answers in eight that seem to be uh, pretty popular and and maybe have always been popular. Um, But I saw, you know, a lot of that in, um, in eight. And, um, and so same here looking looking forward to talking about uh about both chapters um but I think people will uh, get some answers cuz that 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 seems to be one of the other takeaways that I get when I when I have um read these chapters that you know I feel like you know um uh they they can be clarifying um they can also make things clear for people um, who might be struggling uh, with some things um, in their mind or just in their everyday in their everyday life. So, um, again, hopefully you guys um, uh, are are listening and participating with an open mind. Um, if you're listening to us live, um, please feel free to uh, dial eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six and press the number one with, with your question or comment. Um, and if you have a question, we'll do our best to uh, to answer uh, to answer whatever question you have. Um, and if you have a comment, we, we, we'd love to hear it. Um, but I think that, uh, I think I think it's going to be a good discussion, Tim. I think it's going to be a discu- good discussion. So uh, whenever you are ready, I'm ready. Okay. Um so seven, um, my seven is titled, and I'm again I'm using two of two two Bibles tonight. My my 
gosh, my one that I use often or all the time, I guess I should say, is titled Freed from the Law. And the other mm-hmm. one uh, is Old Relationship to Sin, New Relationship to God. And then it goes into talking about being illustrated uh, by marriage. And I did find that I had to read that a couple of times, but I did finally get it. And, it's, and, and again, it's amazing because, you guys, Romans is my favorite book. So I've read this Romans, I can't tell you how many times, but so much mm-hmm. stands out. I mean, and so that to me is just God. That that even that speaks about how how good God is. Um, Rodney, before as I talked about that, before we get started, I wanna I wanna share something with you guys that happened this week. Um this and I've had a couple of, of, of these instances, so I'm telling you work is a different kind of work and that just tells me again that I'm a different kind of person because Lord have mercy. The old Tammy would have went I was telling the girls today that the old Tammy would have would have been gone out that door <laughs> so long ago. But this lady comes in and she is looking for her high I guess she takes an over the counter medicine for her high blood pressure and we were out uh according to the chef and so this week we got both of our shipments on the same day and we typically they typically are broken up um so this meant that we had an awful lot of stuff like cuz we get a lot of stuff a week and the strangely enough you guys cuz you've heard me say I just want to put up cans um I now get to put up, uh, you know, more than cans, and it is my favorite to do. I love, I love, it, I love putting the merchandise out. I don't like getting it off and all that, but I love just willing it out to put it up because I, it's like my my free time. And and people are most of the customers there are are older people who share life stories with you. So this lady comes in, and and so she was like, you know, I usually get it. You're out. I don't. Blah blah blah. So I told her. I said, "Well, we 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 just got our shipment in, and I say that to say it's probably back there, but the likelihood of 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 us getting it to you today is, is unlikely." And I said, "Well, how long are you going to be here, uh, be in the store?" So she said, "Well, I'm still I'm waiting on some far- stuff from pharmacy as well, and then I'm leaving." So, long story short, you guys, and I tell you, the stock room is full of bins. We had separated them by sections, and, of course, we always separate our sections, everything that's going to go in the pharmacy um, and or on, you know, in the pharmacy aisles, like your cold, flu, the things that she was looking for. They're all in one section, your food in one section, blah, blah, blah. So long story short, there were tons of, of, of bins. You guys, the very first bin that was opened, the medicine was there. It was just right there, the very first one. <laughs> and so I was, I was, I was just, I was floored. I had a Jesus moment. And so the lady, um, she said that was God looking after me. And so then I was floored again because now I had somebody who recognized how that this just does not happen. And so she thanked me, and she went on about her way, and I had to go find her again. And I said, I just want to make sure you know before you leave here, 
that our storage, our 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 storage back here is full of bins. Full. <laughs> I said so. I need <laughs> you to really know that this is a God moment because there, you guys. I had no. I just didn't. I just thought, okay, we'll look for the sake of looking. I had no. Nothing in my mind said we're going. We're going to get this for this lady today. I just thought, you know, we'll we'll open a few, and we'll just tell her, hey, maybe you need to come back tomorrow. But God said no, and it's just little moments like that that I I love because it's it's so easy, you guys, for us to get caught up in what we can see, like physically with the eye, and maybe even what we can hear. And, and truly know that we hear it and see someone speaking it. But I want you to know before we get into this, that God is showing himself to you every day. He's speaking to you every day, every minute of the day, I feel like. And there's so many more stories I can tell you about that has happened this week alone, this week, that... I just know, in spite of me wanting to be there, like, like no, Tammy does not want to be there. But I know that's where I'm supposed to be right now, at this moment, right now. And so even we're talking about seven and eight, because I think a bulk of it, Rodney, is about who are you living for? Are you living for your own desires, or, or have you surrendered enough to say, I surrender? Your to your will, God, not to how I'm feeling, not to my emotions, not to what I want to do, not to the shoulda, woulda, coulda. And in that surrendering, do you know that you are free, that you are free and why you are free, and that in spite of your machine putting out some some bad copies sometimes, what? What does your heart desire? What do you long for? And that is what you need to focus on so that you can, number one, I think, remember what got you what got you to such a place to where those copies, like what part of your, let's look at it like a printer, a color printer. You got your colors, you got your black. What, what color is broken and why? And why do you keep, why, is, why does the yellow keeps running out. And again, so often, and, and do it in such a way that you're seeking freedom, not condemnation, that you are recognizing the freedom and taking the responsibility, not from your decision to, to, to acknowledge it, but to change it, allowing God to do that. Allowing God to do it. So, um, not where I intended on starting, but again, right now I just thought about that lady. I'm telling you, you guys, and we could hope we could have a whole show on some more things that has happened this week alone, and they were just one blessing after another, in the sense of just spiritual blessings, where you just say, "Oh my God!" Like my, like we serve a great God. So hey, you made me think of something. You made you made me think of something. Um, we we either say ourselves or we've heard people say that sometimes we are um, or we can be our biggest enemy. Um, 
But if you think about it, the same way you can be your biggest, uh, the same way you can be your own enemy, or the same way you can get in your own way, is the same way you really can be your best friend. Meaning, if you think about what an enemy does, right? An enemy gets in your way. Sometimes we do that. Enemies get in your way. Sometimes we get in our own way. Enemies say and do things to destroy you or bring you down, right? Sometimes we say things and we do things that bring us down. And so if you flip it and think about a friend, well, what do friends do? They do the opposite of what enemies do. Friends say things and do things to lift you up. You can do that for yourself. You don't have to be your own enemy. You don't have to be your 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 destruction. You can be your own cheerleader. If no one else claps for you, you can clap for yourself. If no one else uplifts you, you can do that yourself. I think a lot of times we forget that what you need on a daily basis is already there. It's already in you. And whatever you're lacking will be provided if you believe that. And if it's not provided and it's not in you, then you might want to reflect or self-evaluate and ask yourself, is there something that you really need or need it? Or think about or rethink what is the plan or what is the purpose for your existence, for your life. You can be that, 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 that self-motivating person. I think far too often we allow people to dictate too much when it comes to us. And we don't take enough ownership for our own lives or our own day-to-day practices. But remember that even when God gave man dominion over everything, he never gave man dominion over another man. You are in control of you. I just thought about that as you were talking to me. Sorry about that. Oh no, 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 no. That that I was I was done anyway. I just just um I just hope that blesses someone tonight because I think we do, like you said, Ronnie, just as just as much as we can keep ourselves um wherever it is you feel that you are tonight, um, you can also be your 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 Biggest advocate, you know, like you, you can be your your number one advocate. There, there's a guy that comes in. Uh, you made me think about him, and and his name is Mr. Curtis. And apparently, something's going on because he comes in quite often for for um, the pharmacist department for something. So, but his he walks in as if he is king of all kings. I am so serious. He has he he just 
he brought everybody knows him, even customers know him. And so he was, uh, I just asked him the other day, how are you, Mr. Curtis? He was like, how am I with a father like God and a brother like Jesus? What do you mean, how am I, Tammy? <laughs> so <laughs> he's, just, he's on this high every time, even to the point he's he's met Brandon and Stella, and, and it was so funny because he he's on on such a high with himself. We were we were joking, and I said, Brandon, I should take him and let him meet Mama. And Brandon was like, Oh no, they are too much alike. <laughs> so it is. <laughs> I mean, you can be your you you can you can be your cheerleader rather than focusing on again. Because um, sometimes we 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 also focus on that that going back to the machine, and we get rid of some we get rid of the machine too soon. Like I prefer. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I prefer to fix my old stuff than to go get new stuff. That's just me. And, and so we have to think of it that way. Where you see your your, your stuff as old, you may think, I did too much. Um, you know, this machine has, has messed up on me too many times. And sometimes it's one little thing. And sometimes it's more. Sometimes it's one little thing every day. Sometimes it be the one one little thing every day but as this chapter 7 says old relationship to sin new relationship to God and so let yourself go free yourself not saying we don't take responsibility for um, right now I thought it was interesting because this in in my my Bible the spiritual warfare Bible it talks about your fierce your foe and I've read this before I won't read it all but it just talks about how people think that Satan is their biggest weapon, but it says no, that we are our own selfish desires, even to the degree what we think about ourselves, how we think, how we won't walk into this freedom where where we are new. We have this new spirit, that the newness of the spirit, and Satan talks about that. Um, Seven, six, I think. Um, but we, but but now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by. So yeah, having died, verse. held by. So what'd you say, Rodney? I said, yeah, that's that's verse six. Right. So that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter, and so. That's what people like Mr. Curtis. That's what he's focusing on every day. To him, is every day that we see him, it's like he 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 makes the day. He he brings light. Um, and I and I bet you, if you have a sit down moment with him, you you'd probably be like, Wow, how is he this way? How 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 does he how is he so thankful and and so free seemingly um but mm-hmm. that's how God wants us to be and but we allow the sin um or the sinful nature you know the broken machine to steal the abundant life that God has um that God sent his son Jesus so that we might have so we, we we throw out things. So what is it? What 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 color are you running out of the most? See yourself as that printer. What color are you running out of the most? 
Is it love? Is it unforgiveness? Is it envy? Is it lust? What is it? And then ask yourself why, because sometimes, again, it's best to fix that machine than to go buy one of these new ones, because I'm telling you, they're they going to break down every minute, I feel. That's my opinion. And, and, and if I look at it in the spiritual light, look at the world. We, we want, we want this, we want this, we want that. We get it sometimes, and it's not enough. It doesn't satisfy that spiritual hunger that we were created for. Created for. So, Rodney, back over to you. I don't know where we started today, Tammy, Evan. I don't know where we are. You said what, Tammy? <laughs> I said, I'm not really sure where we are, but that's okay. But I'm I'm turning it back over to you because I think we skipped around. So. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think that when you talk about, you know, the what what color are you running out of? Um, I think we 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 have to remember that, you know, it is personal, and so we can't compare our lives to those of other people. We have to look deep inside of us and figure out, you know, what is holding you back? I know a lot of times in the show description we post that, you know, what is holding you back? If you're not where you should be, then what is holding you back? Um, I know for a very long time, because of my lack of knowledge when it came to finances, I constantly found myself in predicaments that I did not want to be in. Like in my 20s, oh my god, it 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 was bad and it was and, and like it wasn't even um that I was like like even when I got to a point where I was like, okay, man, like how did I end up here? And I wanted to make changes. I wanted to clean up the mistakes that I had made in the past. Like, I still found myself, like, back in that same predicament. Found myself back in the same boat. Like, man, why is it that, you know, I can't seem to save money? Why is it that I can't seem to catch up and then get ahead and stay ahead? Like, it was like this big burden. And I remember, you know, just thinking back, like, and and really thinking about the decisions that I had made. And I remember growing up and not having anything, right, which isn't as big of a problem as people think. Growing up poor doesn't mean that you know you're 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 uh, going to lack money the rest of your life, or lack you know resources and things like that. You should learn from that growing up, so that you know you will be in a better financial state than your parents were, or what they were able to uh, accumulate or provide for you. 
Um, the problem came in when I got older. I knew how I was, and I, I was not a big spender. Um, I wasn't the kid who needed the name brand things. I liked them, you know, and to avoid being joked or picked on, yeah, I wanted those things. But, you know, by the time I got to high school, they really were not a big deal to me. And by the time I got to high school, I was, like, determined to be different from everybody. So when everybody wanted the Jordans, I didn't want them because everybody wanted them. You know, and they they were so expensive. And I'm like, man, like, y'all are crazy. And they had to go and wait outside of a mall, you know, overnight or, you know, get up early in the morning. I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. But I remember by the time I got to college, like, I didn't even, I did not even want a cell phone. Um, But I just remember even things like that. I was talked into it by people who I respected. And so I allowed people to, you know, talk me into things. And it wasn't their fault. It was my fault because I wasn't strong enough to stand up to them. And it started off, like, really small. And before I knew it, like, I had accumulated this debt. And I'm like, where in the heck did this come from? And then I got married. And that made it worse because, you know, when you're trying to make decisions about, you know, are you going to take care of your family or are you going to take, like, are the lights going to be on and the water going to be on today or are you going to pay this 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 bill here? And you realize, wait a minute, I don't have all this money that I think I have. And so, you know, but it, was, it wasn't even going back to the, the whole being poor thing. It wasn't being poor that was the issue. It was the lack of understanding, wisdom, and knowledge that I did not have that made things bad as I was transitioning into being an adult. And it wasn't until I, you know, started to, like, really think about and assess the things that I was doing, and I was like, wow. And so... I couldn't get ahead. I remember when I first moved to Northern Virginia, where I live now. I don't think they. I don't think um, I could. I don't think I had enough credit to me to buy a piece of bubble gum. Like if I <laughs> luckily I had twenty five cents because I don't think if I had twenty five cents, I don't think anybody would sell me a piece of bubble gum. That's how bad my credit was. And so I I found myself not being able to you know, do anything. And I was one of those people, you know, who grew up in in the church. And, you know, you always hear people talking about these financial blessings and these miracles. And I'm like, okay, like, where's mine? Like, like, (laughs) like I need, like, I need that right now. And it was like, no, it's not going to happen like that. And, I found myself like slowly coming out of um, slowly coming out of debt, and I was like, "Wow!" So my whole point is this: there is something that is in your way, but don't focus on what's tangible. 
try to get beyond what you can see. Like if you think that, um, let's say, I know a lot of people like to focus on relationships. Don't think that any one man or any one woman is your problem. Okay, you haven't had success with um, boyfriends and girlfriends or uh, husbands and wives. Like you haven't been successful. Why? Like go beyond that. You haven't been successful at work. Okay, go beyond the things that you can see. What is it that's keeping you bound or in that same position and you want to move forward? Because God wants to give you the desires of your heart. So if you want to move forward or you want to move upward, what is it that's keeping you from doing that? Tammy? You know, Ryan, you bring up a good point. Um just okay, okay I'll have a, I have a question for you. How was your um how was what was finances like or your perception of finances like when you were growing up when you were a kid? What did you see? How did you see finances handled? Do you remember what your perception was um Well, well when I was um when I was growing up, um, they weren't, like, money wasn't really talked about, or at least financial sense wasn't talked about. Um, when I, Especially when I was living with my mom, like, financial things weren't talked about because, like, it was very limited, and... Um, you know, there was uh, there was my mom went to work, but my mom was making minimum wage, and man, back in the eighties, I think minimum wage was like two dollars and change, maybe maybe three dollars. I can't remember, but it was like very low. And so my mom made just enough. And granted, we lived in, it was sixteen of us in a two bedroom, one bathroom, and uh, my grandmother didn't work. My aunt didn't. Uh, one of my aunts didn't work. Only my mom, my uncle and another aunt, and they all were making minimum wage. My grandmother may have been getting disability, but there were no conversations about money. I remember on Fridays, my mom used to give us a dollar to go to go to the, uh, to go to the store to get, you know, we would get like a bag of chips or we'd buy candy or something like that. But it wasn't like, you know, we were getting an allowance and we were taught how to save and, those things. So those conversations did didn't even happen, um, and I think that helped me because when I was living with my dad and like you know, um, him and my stepmom gave us money to go school shopping. Like I would come back like, like three hundred dollars. Like I remember I came back like one time with like two pair of shoes, bunch of jeans, bunch of shirts. And still had like $150 left over. And, and my, my stepbrother, you know, who was all about the name brand stuff, I think he bought a hat, a shirt, a pair of jeans, and that was it. And he had $2 left. Um, so I think that helped me at first. But as I got older, like I found myself like allowing myself to be talked into getting a cell phone, getting a credit card, um, getting a car you know, 
things that I could not afford but didn't know. Ooh, yeah, you can get a loan, but it's going to take you some time to pay it off if you pay it off um, or if you get to a point where, you know, you accumulate too much stuff, then you just aren't, you know, at some point you're going to run out of the means to pay for these things. And so I didn't have a lot of conversations. Like those conversations were were hit. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of what I heard financially, like I started hearing things in the church. And it was more so like, you know, God just like <laughs> gives people money. And that wasn't the case. But I didn't know, I didn't have the, 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 the understanding that I needed to process what was really being said. And I, and I asked that because I want, and, and you guys may be thinking, where are we going with this? But I want you to really understand about personalizing this study and, and any study that you do going forward. Because Rodney has shared with us um, how he dealt with finances and kind of how he looked at it. And what's interesting is, although you found yourself in those situations, it wasn't that you were this 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 spender kind of guy. Yet you found yourself mm-hmm. still there. Um, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and let's look back. Someone else can come from. We can put another human being in Rodney's shoes and they will have a different experience because of how because of their their person their machine their their machine may be lacking of going out in yellow and where his went off in green and that's why you have to personalize it because i truly feel like there are things that and and, and i'll i'll take it back to the study freed from the law there's the the law sometimes is your stuff i think if we, and i'm not saying i'm not changing this because it's two different things but i want you to get a different perspective so that you can make it personal what is it cuz romans where does it talks about um for i would not have known conventionalness unless the law had said you shall not convict so there's something that we get at an early age because we are we are like we're like we are sponges, and we soak it up. And I believe that's why God's word tells parents to raise them up in a way that they shall go. And I don't know if we mm-hmm. truly understand what that means. And I'll go back to with me and and my grandbaby last night because some of you weren't on at that time. But I I was I was so thankful that I know that more than anything in the world. What I can do is pray for her, and especially while I have her. And I—I I mean, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm speaking, and she's just looking at me like, you know. And I'm believing that all my words are going in. Um, and so we have those things that are just that that we have no we have no control over, and as children. We we deal with them, we see them, and they affect us in different ways. And then that model is set in that area. Again, where your ink may go, go out in yellow, mine may go out in green. The point is it goes out. 
The other point is do we stay allow it to stay out and control our lives to the point where we don't even open ourselves up to that abundant life, the newness mm-hmm. in Christ, the newness of the spirit. We focus on um, more so the law. And the word says, but now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by. So what is holding you? Like Rodney said, what's holding you back? What what piece is your machine working and, and, and you don't realize that it's already fixed? It's already fixed. Like just just plug it in and let it, let it do its thing, and that would be the Holy Spirit. That would be the newness, um, the, the 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 relationship with God. And so, Rodney, I was one of those things I was watching. It talked about. Um, let's see, I made uh, says that we are before Him in Christ as though we never sinned, and it talked about was talking about atonement. Um, mm-hmm. And I found that to be interesting because wh- what if what if we really believed that God saw us uh, that 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 what if we really really believed that God sees us the way that He does see us once we once we are, are there we're seeking we're searching um, I wonder what how I just our day. Forget about the life, but what would one day be like if we really felt worthy and felt like God, God's word is really what it is, not just for somebody else, but for us as well. That that atonement is there for us. That we saw every, every, um, Bad copy that comes out of that machine that we saw it with the expectation of one day this yellow is going to be so yellow it's going to look gold. You know what? What would one day like that be? Because again, so mm-hmm. often we focus on what's out there and what we can see, rather than trying to be really honest and and thoughtful about what's in there, what's happening in there, that that this keeps happening over and over again. Because those are the things that if we would, I'm not saying dwell on it, but if you would attend to it, if you will say, God, this, this, this what I what I don't want to do, I do. And it's like Ms. Arlene said, help. Help me in like I do believe, but help me in my what I what I don't believe in. Like I'm not fearful, but help me with those things that I am fearful in. Because there's some areas in every part, somewhere, all different that we need. We have it, but there's some part over here, God, that I'm just I don't want to deal with. I'm afraid to to bear to uncover it. I'm afraid to dig it up. Because digging it up means now I got to deal with it, and so we walk around in the law, thinking that the law continuously condemns us. It makes us not worthy, um, rather than understanding that 
We cannot change it in our own strength. What Paul is saying, things I want to do, let's find that. What? Where is that, Rodney, for what I, is that seven or eight? Oh, it's uh, that's a good question. I want to say seven, but it's a fifty-fifty chance. <laughs> I think it's actually in. Is it two places? Let's see. Y'all help us if you're listening. Tell us, text us, and tell us where it is. Um, this is where Paul is saying. Um, for the things he 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 does not want to do he he does um oh i got it tim it's 719 i believe 719 oh i'm all over and past it um hmm it says, for the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. That's why I was in eight. Okay. So, 719. Okay, so I'm going to start at 18. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, nothing good dwells, for to will Is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, that I practice. And and to me, if we start to deal with those things, like figure out what is it, what's the root of this thing? Because Satan, trust me, does not want us to deal with those things because that's where freedom starts to come. That's where the light starts to overpower what you see as darkness. But I, I feel the very thing that we feel broke us, if we give that thing to God, it will make us. It will send us to our purpose. And it will send us in such a way that we will have passion for that purpose. And I think as believers, we also have to understand that. Um, I think there's this false perception that every day is a good day. And every day is a good day. But I'm saying that to the point where we feel like that there's no, there should be no trials and there should be no tribulations and there should should not be any days that we feel like we have to say, God, I, I believe, but help me where, help me in my disbelief, help me where I'm, where I'm, where I'm falling, help me in the things that I do that I don't want to do, because sometimes we don't even want to admit that we do them. And where does that leave us? So again, this is fine. Um, a couple of words I want to throw out The newness of the spirit um, What we just read um, 7 And I think you just kind of start with 17, 18 If you have not read that part And then the fiercest foe Just remembering that Our own selfish desires And 
that is what keeps us, is our fiercest, fiercest foe. And we submit those desires. Um, if we submit them, if we're submitting to our selfish desires, then that's 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 open yard for the for the darkness of this world. And whomever this says here, whoever controls your desires controls you. Learn to resist the devil. There are three steps in overcoming, and we've gone over them before. You must know what's right. How do we do that? Remain in the word. Pray for for wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Because that is far that is far greater than silver and gold. Because there there are people that have have it and don't know what to do with it. Because that wisdom, that discernment, that knowledge, that desire to please God is not there. And sometimes we don't give ourselves credit enough for the desire. The second one is. Um, so you must know what's right. You must. Oh, second one is you must desire what's right. So what? What is the desires of your heart? And then the other one, you must do what is right. And that's 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 another place we, where we get caught up because it's it's hard to do what's right when you don't know the word. So God's not able to lead you. And then when your desires, and if and if they're not right, and then we are, um, we're not truthful about them not being right, or our desires not being those of God's will, then how will we do what's right? How will we? So those are some things I guess to take away. Rodney, did you have anything else in? Um, Seven. Yeah, well, I want to go back to um, to something that you said um, probably in the middle, um, and and I should have wrote it down. <laughs> um, but you were talking about um, how when you mentioned um, uh, being seen as uh, sinless or something like that. I can't remember how you worded it. Um, but um, basically, how, how God sees, how God sees us. Uh huh. Yeah. I think that if we listen to or we follow, uh, we follow, you know, this this notion that there are no perfect people. We tend to walk in that because we're afraid to say that we are perfect. And no, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that anyone should do that. But if you go to James 3 and 2, and there's some other scriptures as well. Uh, uh, there's one in Matthew 2 where it talks about being perfect. And I think it is hard for us to fathom or for us to believe that in the eyes of God, we can actually be perfect people because we forget um, that even, you know, when David was being anointed king, um, you know, the scripture said, you know, that man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. It is difficult for us to 
you know, believe that in somebody's eyes, the most important being can see us as perfect because we're so used to um, saying and hearing, well, nobody's perfect. That's not what the Bible says. Now, do we make mistakes? Yes. Um, Have we been guilty of living um, sinful lifestyles or unhealthy lifestyles or making bad bad decisions or going against the, the, the laws in the Bible or the laws of the land? Yes. But in the eyes of the world, no, you are not perfect. Because people are quick to judge. Um, it, it, you know, it seems like whenever the, you see a news article um, online, if you look at the comment section, somebody always has something to say. Um, somebody tries to do good, people will find anything from their past to try to bring them down. So in the eyes of society, in the eyes of man, in the eyes of the world, no, you can never be perfect. However, there are scriptures that point out that God can or will see you as a perfect person. And, you know, that's just amazing to me, you know, that that regardless of what people say, and I think that's something else when we talk about not being able to move forward, regardless of what people say, God can say something totally different. And that's how we can look at people, and we, in our mind, because we – we in, imprison people. We put people in jail in our minds. And we can't understand how they are blessed or how they're favored. Because in our mind, well, they did these things. Or even, even, even more than that, they did these things to me. Right? We have a list of, of, of people's sins or their wrongdoings. And so to see these people happy or to see them blessed, we can't understand why. But, again, remember that God doesn't view people the same way we do. So while we're thinking that we may have things together or our lives or, you know, our house might be in order, it may be to you, it may be to um you know, people who look up to you or people who might be mentoring you, but it doesn't mean that that's the way that God sees you. And when we when we think about eternity, when we think about, um, you know, the afterlife, when we think about heaven, when we think about the blessings of God, whether they be uh, monetary, whether they be physical, whether they be spiritual, when we think about those things, that's why we can't get caught up in what people have and what people don't have, and that's why we can't compare our lives or ourselves to other people. 
Because even in the Bible it says he reigns on the just and the unjust. And so keep that in mind as you are, you know, living your daily lives. Are you right with God? Where is your heart? Even when you even when you make decisions or you do things that man may not agree with, where's your heart? If you had to do an evaluation of your heart, what grade would you give yourself? And if you don't know what you, if, and if you want to be honest with yourself, think about the thoughts that you have that you accept and take them as your own. Not saying something that crosses your mind, but those things that are just a part of you, those desires that you have that nobody else knows about but you and God. If God were judging those things, what would he have to say? Those those things that you that you think about on a regular basis, whether you say them or not, whether you do them or not, what are those things that are in your heart that nobody can see? Are they good? Are they bad? Are they right? Are they wrong? What are they? And when you do that reflection, you may find the answer to why you haven't reached a certain point in your life. You may find the answer to why your relationship with your spouse or your relationship with your family, your mom, your dad, your siblings, your boss, you may find the answer to why there's a holdup in certain aspects of your life. So take the time to reflect and examine your own heart because if you're honest with yourself, you may or may not get come to the same conclusion as to where God is concerning those things that are in you that only you know about. Tammy? Rodney, I, I think that starting with eight, going into eight, I, I, I really, the first uh, verse to me brings all this forward to this, um, to going into eight, to this verse one. And I think what it's telling us, well, let me read it first. There, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, does that mean these people who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, does that mean that they are without sin now? Absolutely not. Like like we said, absolutely doesn't mean we're not. But what I think it is, is saying that you, when you do sin, when when you do those things that you don't want to do, when you think those things that you don't want to think, um, 
when those things when those when those things become things that you want to uh deal with that you want to get to the root of um it's kind of like having a clean heart with dirty hands and what do we do with dirty hands we wash them and so it's like we got to continue to wash ourselves so that those things that little by little those things that we do that we don't want to do will become things of the past. Because if we really look back and say, okay, before before I was in Christ Jesus, before the newness of the Spirit, what dominated, what sin or sins dominated my life? Because, again, whatever that is, and it could be something as simple as, like Rodney said, finances. Because the Bible does speak about finances. It could that could be part of your freedom. What is it for you? It could be eating. It could be overeating for you. It could be some of the most simple things that we don't think about. And also I think it's telling us who we are but also who we're not. And so you are not who you think you are. You are not what you think of yourself. You are not unworthy mm-hmm. before God. God's not looking at you saying, you did this, you did this, you did, you did, you did this. Because it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. Because you got some people that they just want to do what they want to do. They're going to do it. They don't care. And that's it. They can lay down at night and get up the next morning. I'm good. N- nothing. So no patience to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made has made me free from the law of sin and death. And Rodney, I'm reading that one from this big one. Jake's Bible. I'm going to read it. And it's kind of the same. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. It's kind of the same. For what the law could not do... And that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. So it comes back to what is your your mind set on? And I think 5 goes on to say, for those who lived according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So what are your things of your flesh? What's, what's your flesh? But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. And that was, chapter, that was uh, chapter 8, 1 through 5 there. So just, just again, make it personal. Um, I like the thing about clean heart and dirty hands. Let's just keep washing them. 
but it, but but we shouldn't be washing the same mud off. I mean, you wouldn't go digging the same mud every day for no reason. So we should continuously be growing, and there should be some things that we are able to put off so that we can continuously grow. Back over to you, Adam. Tammy, um, so the, the it's funny in 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 chapter eight, I um, I looked up several words. Um, condemnation was one of them. And when I looked up com- condemnation, it says the expression of very strong disapproval. So there's therefore now no strong disapproval to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. And then when it talks about, um, and then in verse 3 it says what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his son. Um, and and that's why throughout these past few chapters when it talks about the law, it wasn't that the law was over and done with or that you got rid of the law. But basically, the law could not atone for your sins. Jesus had to come and do that. And so when you when you are walking in this newness of life, it's not that the law goes away, but if you are trying to walk this 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 new path, if you're trying to walk in this new if you're trying to walk in this new life, you are going to try to avoid breaking the law. It's it's like somebody um who has a turnaround story in life, right? You find somebody who Let's say they uh, let's say they sell drugs, right? That's a law. Like you, it is against the law to sell, you know, drugs to people. Um, you know, like let let's even be specific. It's against the law to sell cocaine to people, right? And so, if you are are breaking that law and you, you know, are are punished for that. And you decide, hey, I want to make a change. That law does not go away because you decide, ooh, I don't want to sell cocaine anymore. That's great. That's what you should do. You are accepting this new this new life. But because you decide to do the right thing doesn't mean that the law disappears. The law is still there because the law is for the lawbreakers. Maybe you aren't breaking it, but it's there so that no one will even think about breaking the law or so that you will know, hey, if I break the law, here's the consequences. And so that's why it it repeatedly says that, like even in verse 4, it said that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled. And we've seen that before in in, in in a few other chapters. So Jesus didn't, you know, come in the flesh and down the cross um, so that the law would go away, but Jesus came so that he could pay the ultimate price for all of us who want it, 
he came and he took that burden. So he came so that the law could be fulfilled, not so that we could say, ooh, all I got to do is believe in, in, in Jesus and I can do whatever I want. Uh, no. And I think that was in like verse in chapters one and two. That's not that that's not how it works. Even after you accept Christ into your life, it doesn't mean that you can go back and break the law. You know, and I and I think sometimes, like even you know, in 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 our spiritual lives, or you know, even 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 in our earthly lives, like we get things twisted. And we think that, oh, because I'm doing this now, it means that I can uh, break the law. For example, people with money, celebrities, right? Just because you have millions or billions of dollars doesn't mean that you can break the law. Now, do we see people get off? Yes. But the law doesn't change because you now can afford um, you know, a lawyer who's not a public defender. The law is still there. And so I think we have to remember that, you know, when it comes to the the atonement, when it comes to walking into the newness, the whole point is for you to accept the fact that God loved me so much that he sent his only son to die for my sins. And he said, all I have to do is believe and I can have that eternal life. Mm. Mm. And then the the next word um, that I came to was carnal, which relates to physical, especially sexual needs and activities. And um, in verse 6 it says, For to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So when so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God can dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. And so who you are is not your physical being. Your physical being is just the the, the the part of you that you need in order to survive here on earth. Your spirit, though, is who you are. And that's why it says the spirit is life because, <laughs> um, because of righteousness. So the part of you that is living, the part of you that exists, it's not what you see when you look in the mirror. It's not what other people see. That is not the living part of you. The living part of you is your spirit man. So what is in or what makes up that inner part of you? And I think um, 
in the Dake Bible, I forgot how it uh, words it, but I think it says something like, um, um, breath is what connects the spirit to the body, which creates life. And that's why when your breath leaves your, and that's why when breath leaves the body, that's when you die your earthly death. Rodney, by chance, did you look up the word carnal, meaning the carnal mind? And um, carnal mind is, um, let's see, is it before? I know it's eight. Seven, uh, chapter eight, verse seven. But I thought it came up before that as well. Uh, it does. It, uh, yeah, the first time I think I, the first time I think I, I have it is verse six. Okay. Okay. Did you? It was that by chance one of the words that you looked up. Yeah, when I looked up carnal, it said relating to physical, especially sexual needs and activities. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. And to me, I just think that's mainly about the things of the flesh, I guess, if we could, and, and self, um, wanting our, putting our desires, uh, making them the forefront rather than desiring um, what's right so that we could have that abundant life. Because I do feel like those things, uh, whatever those things are, is what keeps us in bondage. So um, my chapter 8, Free from the Indwelling Sin, that's what it starts out with. This is just my little chapter, um, I guess, headlines. And then it breaks it up, Sonship Through the Spirit, um, and it starts with chapter 12 there. And then from suffering to glory is where it, it starts for for verse 18. Um, and I highlighted that one too. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Um, and that's what I kind of meant by the one thing that we should not get in our heads is that this walk will be an easy one. This walk toward that abundant life, toward freedom, because in most cases, you guys, we got to, and I, I, you've heard me say that I'd rather try this thing and get there and be told that what you thought does not exist than to get there and, and, and it does, and I missed it. And I missed it. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, with with it, and it's just just like anything. I, I we, even on this side, you know, well, maybe not so much now, but there was a time and day where, you know, your word meant something, a handshake meant something, your your word meant something to yourself. There was integrity, there was character, um, and so we're in a time where. We just have to be careful, and with that carefulness, we have to be honest, honest with ourselves, and we have to have that discernment, and we have to have that knowledge and wisdom, and if we don't have it, we need to pray for it and be willing to receive it. But more than anything, um, you just have to be willing to go through some things as well. 
even if going through Mm -hmm. means that you're going through yourself, that you're purging, um, that you you are getting that stuff out so that we can allow ourselves to see how to see us how God sees us. And like I said, I wonder what would just one day be like if there was no condemnation in yourself about yourself for one day. And if you were like the man who comes in the store like, Am I good, Tammy? Yes. With a father like God and a brother like Jesus, am I good? Like how dare you ask me that? And this is in the midst of him coming in to, you know, do whatever he does, you know, quite often. So um, <laughs> it's, it's really, again, about who you are, but also who you're not. And Romans 1, I was reminded, where it says God has shown, let's see, I think this was Romans, um, I think this Romans, Roman. Uh, let's see, that's where it talks about his his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts and were darkened. This is where it talks about God has made it, he's, he's, he's made it so clear. Even with something as simple as the lady's medication. It's like, I, I'm here. This is, this, is, this is, we're not playing with this. I'm here. And so go back into your life because he's talking, talking to you as well. And he's showing himself as well. Look for those invisible attributes. And 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 in most cases, you guys, they're they're those small little things, but those small things are so big, so big. And what are those small big things in your life? What's holding you back? Which one of your ink cartridges run low quite often? Which one, and why? Why? Because sometimes, you know, the the um. What is it, Rodney? The um, we have different Should people, different, different companies that make ink, you know. And sometimes we'll go. I did it before. I go try to buy that that cheap ink, and they say it's gonna last forever. Yeah, and it does because it's water, <laughs> you know. And so sometimes <laughs> you have to change the company that you're buying from. What I mean by that, we gotta change some things. You got to change maybe the company that you're with because some of those people might be be carrying that same spirit that you're trying to get rid of. So if you if you're trying to get over being an alcoholic, we can't we can't we can't be with the people who are drinking and expect to overcome it. So make this personal and set yourself free. Because if you've gotten nothing tonight, it's about who you are, but also about who you're not. Who are you and why are you? How did you get to be that? What gives you that right? Who gave you that right? And what was it? And who are you not? And I think when you ask us who you're not, you also got to look back at your thoughts about yourself. 
because as as eight says, therefore now there's no condemnation. Therefore now, and I think that's that's important. Now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. So maybe a good time to ask yourself, what is that flesh? What's my flesh? What am I walking after? And what have I been consistent in walking after? Like, what is it before before you were in Christ, as you see yourself being in Christ, before you, you um, saw that Christ, before you started seeking the Holy Spirit to change your life, what, what was holding you? What was your sin? What was your thing then? What was your ink cartridge then that kept running out? Because in most cases, again, I, I really believe there is where your freedom begins. That's where you begin to be hopeful about the newness of the spirit. Because, I mean, to be hopeful, you're hopeful for things that are, that are not seen. And, again, sometimes we just don't see ourselves like God sees us. So let's be hopeful in seeing the newness of the Spirit. Because it, it, it would be a shame that God sent his only son, Jesus, so that we would be able to have that Spirit, the newness of that Spirit, and we don't get it. We don't get it. And I think sometimes that's because we don't, Take the time to see those invisible attributes in our own lives, those impossible things that God made possible. And that doesn't mean you always got what you want, but those impossible, those invisible attributes, impossible things that God made possible in your life, I bet they far outweigh the things that. You think about every day That if you think about And just today Just to be here listening to this show That means a couple of things You got a phone You got internet Some kind of way You're breathing You can hear You can see All of those things You have your right mind How many things have I named off And we could keep going on Where are you listening from? You could be listening from your car. You're blessed. Because there are people that have to get up hours early just to be able to get to work on time. They spend three, four hours commuting because there's no car. Or perhaps they cannot drive. Perhaps they cannot see. So it's not about, just like it's, it's not about just who you are, it's also about who you're not. It's not about what you don't have. It's about also what you do have. Where is your focus? What is your mindset on? Are you seeing those in, invisible attributes? What are what are your desires? What is your desire? Is it to be pleasing to God? Is it to bring glory to his word, to his kingdom? And in that, are you willing to be... Are you willing to allow God to use you, use your life, what you've gone through, your bad yellow ink that he wants to turn gold? So make it personal tonight. Read these chapters again. 
um, there's so much. Again, my 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 Bible looks like it was so covered. I I'm, I really had to get the other one out, and it's just pretty much gone. But and that's that's amazing to me too, because like I said earlier, my favorite book, my favorite book, and I've read it over and over, and I'm reading it like, wait a minute, and I'm highlighting this again, and I'm circling, and I'm, it's just I'm underlining. So there's so much. There's so much, and if you begin to replace God or put God in your stuff, allow him to be and see what happens with your stuff. You might not even see it as stuff anymore. So, um, Rodney, back over to you. I know we've skipped all around here, but I think we've made some great points. Um I just hope people, and, and the lines are open, you all. If you have questions, you want to share maybe something that you got out of your reading, because um, you feed us as well. I mean, just as I read this and got new things, um, I'm sure you guys can bless us with something as well. Um, I do just want to say the Holy Spirit has a, a plan for your life, my life, and we have to be willing to let that plan unfold. And sometimes that means giving up some things, giving up some people, giving up some stuff. You know, taking the yellow ink out for a while. We're just going to print with what we have. So make it personal. Back over to you, Rodney. Tammy, um, just to go back to a, to a couple of um, scriptures here, um, when we talk about, you know, the word carnal and, and the word flesh, in verse 12, it says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors, and we know that debtors are people who owe money. Um, it says, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. When it says, um, it, it says that we are debtors, not to the flesh. In other words, you don't owe your flesh anything. You don't owe your flesh any sort of gratification. That's not what's going to be. Uh, that that's not what's going to make you or get you right with God. You are not a debtor to your flesh. You do not owe your flesh anything. Now, before anybody misquotes me, that doesn't mean like don't take care of yourself. That's not what that means. But in terms of Sin, you don't owe your body anything. It says, for if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. Remember, all the way back in Genesis with Adam and Eve, and um, they were told not to eat the fruit of of the tree. And the serpent came along and said, um, you will surely not die. The serpent was right. They didn't die a physical death, but they died a spiritual death when they disobeyed God. Because remember, they didn't—they were naked and didn't even know that they were naked. They didn't know what the word naked meant, right? So when they disobeyed God, all of a sudden they, they, they realized, oh, shoot, we're naked. So when it says, for if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. It's not necessarily talking about a physical death, but you will die a spiritual death chasing after um, or living after the flesh. 
trying to please your flesh, you can or you will die a spiritual death. It says, but if ye through the Spirit do mortify, and the word mortify means uh, to subdue by self-denial or discipline. So if you mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Again, this is a spiritual life. But notice, again, the word mortify means self-denial or discipline. So you need those things. You have to be able to deny your own self or be disciplined enough to avoid certain things. And that's how you grow spiritually. And then um, the other part I wanted to jump down to, Tammy, um, verse 17, it says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. So an heir is a person who is legally entitled to the property or rank of another person on that person's death. And the other meaning is a person inheriting and continuing the legacy of a predecessor. And the word joint means together. So you are entitled to, says, and joint heirs with Christ. So you are entitled to the same things as Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So you can, if you choose this path, then you will be a joint along with Christ. Um, any thoughts on that, Tammy? There's uh, one other part I'm going to touch on, but uh, any thoughts on that? Oh, no, I'm with you. That's, again, knowing, seeing yourself, um, who are you opposed to who you're not, you know, and being who you are, what does that give you access to and why? So, no, I'm 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 right with you on that one, Rodney. There's a uh, there's a part and um, I can't find it. Oh, uh, one of my uh, another one of my favorite scriptures, and it says, "We know in verse 28 it says, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose." And keep, keep reading right about, here because I like 29 and it, and I did look that up. I I kind of looked deeper into that um, for new and he also predestined. So keep reading if you don't mind on through 30 maybe. Okay, and it says for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say then, we're into verse 31 now, to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, 
but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So um, even going back to the beginning where it says all things work together for good to them that love God. So if you love God, the scripture says all things work together for good for you if you love God. And thinking about my my own life, and I know we're winding down here, but thinking about my own life, I'm not one of those people who will say, God told me to do this, or God had me to do this. Um, But what I do say or what I do think when when I look back over my own life is that this scripture has applied so many times because even when I know that I made decisions that they were my decisions, I, I, I will not say God told me to do it, but even when I made decisions on my own power, um, looking at them, one might say, ooh, that was a bad decision, or ooh, you should not have done that. Even in those instances, they always worked out for my good. Regardless of how it may have looked on the outside, regardless of whether or not it was a good or bad decision, right or wrong, no matter what, it has always worked out for my good, whether in that moment or down the road. And so I think that wherever you are in life today, ask yourself or look at your situation and know that it will work out for your good. If you love God, it will, as it says it here. Tammy? Rodney, um, something stood out that he might, when you were reading, and this is verse, 29, um, the end of it actually, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. For some reason, I, I'm, I'm hearing, I heard that differently when you read it um, because how many of us need to be the firstborn when it comes to spiritual breakthrough? In our in our in our family amongst our brethren, because many of us claim to have it, whatever that it is for you, but I I just would like to ponder about that, and maybe we can, because I've never really looked that up, but for some reason when you read it, I thought, hmm, because it says from whom he foreknew, and to me that's just saying, God, of course, God God knows and knew who. Um, who was going to choose him, who have a desire to be pleasing. And for those, um, he predestined to to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That's just interesting. I need to do some more study on that. Um, 
moreover, who he destined, he's been also called. And I've heard that many times, but I that that those few little sentences just stood out to me. So maybe somebody has a has a, a, a I don't know some um, knowledge about it that will take us deeper. So maybe we can look deeper into that. I'm going to study some more on those on that last little nine through I don't know maybe thirty. Um, because the next little chapter goes into God's everlasting love. That one is from suffering to glory. And so mm-hmm. I know I know me sometimes I just long to see, and not that I don't, but you know how it, it, it talks. We we pour you pour so much out, and you want to see, like the guy I talked about that come in. You just that's good for me to see that somebody else is seeking. And, and longing and yearning and, and again he may be going through The time of his life But his hope Is in the Lord and you can Tell you just you just know It and so when I heard Firstborn you know Let's work on being the firstborn Among many brethren and I would say firstborn The spiritually firstborn And what does that look like And what does that do For people just what does that do for people? Because I, I really do feel that people are longing for so much more than this world is giving them and so much more than they're giving themselves. So, again, it's not about who who you are. It is. But it's also more about who you're not. Set yourself free so that this word can soak in you. And that every time you read it, something comes to life that changes your life, that changes the way you see yourself, that changes the way that you see God. So um, I'm challenging you guys to be more um, verbal and and share, because if you're reading it, I'm sure something something is registering to you. And so even that in itself, you don't know if it's not for Rodney and it's not for me, hey, people go more people go back and listen to the show after the show. And so it might be for that person. Cause the people who are who are um whose desires are or I'll say who's still in that carnal mindset, they're speaking out. Their voices are being heard, and it's 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 going all over. So we have to don't just come on Tuesday night. Share with us. Share what. Make notes. Take notes. Share your notes with us, because someone needs to hear it. Someone needs to hear it. So, Blatney, um, it's been been great again. Um, Did we miss anything? I have, like I said, I have so much. Uh, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Um, anything else that you have? Uh, no, I think, I think we covered a lot. I, I, I think the the you know um, I think you should read um, what's the word I'm thinking of. I think you should go over that part. Um, again, that you talked about um, at the beginning and then a few times uh, throughout the show about the 
about the uh, the copier and, and, and the ink. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. I did. I I do have um, guys where and I'll and I'll end with this. I'll turn it back over to you. How much time we have? Okay. So the next chapter or the next verses for me starts with 31, and it says God's everlasting love. Um, I'm going to read this briefly because I just think it'll it'll be a blessing to all of us. It says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare. Now listen to this. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up from us all, for us all. So delivered him up for us all. So that means me and you. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God to elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. And it goes back to what Rodney was saying, all for our good, even when we when we're not when we don't do right. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness? Or peril or sword as it, as it is written For your sake We are killed All day long We are counted as sheep For the slaughter Yet in all these things We are more than conquerors Through him who loved us For I am persuaded That neither death nor life Nor angels nor Principalities Nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I put much focus on separate us from the love of God. So, again, read this, study it. Uh, Rodney, I agree, I think we should come back because that firstborn is, is standing out and and like you said, just making sure that people know. I I, I think sometimes what my word I was looking for earlier was we need to sometimes uh, change the manufacturer of where we are buying that ink from. And so with our own lives, whatever it is, you know, if if we're focusing on that thing, that means Satan has us twisted with it. He has us in captivity with with that thing or some things. And so that means he's the manufacturer. It's like what what the reading I said is, if if your desires are are, if your carnal mind and so forth, that means Satan's gonna work with you. He's gonna let you in. So change your manufacturer. You know, don't worry about the printer. Keep it. It's good. And that's you. Remember, clean heart, dirty hands. Let's just keep washing them. But but we should not be washing off the same stuff year after year after year after year. It's like like what Rodney said. I, I had an issue. I dealt with it. Now he could have chose not to. And think about the bondage that he would still be in today. 
So forget about what the paper looks like when it comes out. What is it coming out of? Forget about the sin that's coming out of. Where is the sin coming from? What's the root of that sin? You might have to go back to mama and them, daddy and them, some mama and them, all them names. But go back. Because sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's you. A lot of times it's us. So make it personal. Right now, I'm, I'm, I don't have any announcements. I guess I just want you guys to keep um, keep your prayers going for the city of Memphis thing that um, we are working on because we, we, we want and need something good to come out of that, meaning we need, uh, we need a contract. So I'm going to be specific, um, a contract. So be prayerful about that. And let's just keep doing what we do, you guys. And thank you all for your support, as always. And I'm going to turn it over to Rodney. Thank you, Tammy. Uh, there are <laughs> There isn't uh, much going on here either outside of the usual. Uh, I think one of my, one of my uh, good friends found this show, um, Ellie Lasher. Uh, so... Um, I am grateful that um, she said that she downloaded the last episode. I told her we weren't we weren't on then, so um, hopefully she can find some of the others. But thank you so much for tuning in. Thank all of you guys for for tuning in. Um, uh, nothing much going on here, um, Tammy. Uh, just because uh, with Nadia being so young, um, I said that I was going to. Um, uh, use this time to uh, work on uh, things that uh, things that I want to do once uh, she gets a little bit older, and I don't mean when she's like ten, but um, these early stages of her life uh, when she needs a lot. Um, you know, I don't want to do too much because I don't want that um, responsibility to fall on to marry by herself. Um, so I've been doing a lot of things behind the scenes. Um, so we'll see if they, uh, if they, if they, uh, come out in 2019 or 2020, we'll see. Uh, but I, I am, uh, getting closer to finishing my, uh, my novel. We'll see if it's, uh, ready for publication, but I am excited about, um, making progress with that. Um, and then, We'll go from there, but I, I don't plan on doing too many major things. And I mean, I haven't even signed up to uh, go to conferences or anything like that uh, just because, um, you know, like I've said before, having a kid is like a three-man job. So um, so right now, just, just kind of keeping a low profile. But uh, I, I will tell you guys that at some point things, will be uh as far as me uh speaking and doing workshops and um of course with 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 the novel that I'm writing um, those things will be back and and active and rolling um when that is I'm not sure but uh um when I figure it out I'll definitely uh let you guys know but thank you guys again for tuning into the show uh we want you guys to have a, a blessed week and have a great night, and we'll see you next Tuesday, same time, same station. Good night, everybody.
Come. 